Don't be shy, Victor. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I was doing the intro. <laughs> Is that on there? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be shy, Victor. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Another episode of Broken and Badges, the podcast, coming to you from Studio Seventy Seven here in Gastonia, North Carolina. What's happening, Hound Dog? Hey, slow ride. How you doing tonight? Hey, who we got here with us? Man, we got two very special guests here tonight. The retired officer from Gastonia Police Department, who currently works in Belmont, Detective Jim Poole. Hello. Hey, and welcome back, Jim. Thank you. And retired sergeant and detective. Yeah, right on, sergeant. Oh, there it is. I knew, I knew. Here it goes again. Vic Yeager. Yeah, Vic's first time. Vic, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad you're here, man. And man, they came and they brought presents. Oh, let me tell you, he did not. They did not come empty-handed. We. you want to tell the backstory, Jim, of yeah. how this all took place? Yeah, let yeah. Jim tell yeah. us since he Go threw ahead. us under the bus the first I'll time. I'll tell the first part. Vic tells the second part. All right, sounds like because he put it together. I um, like it. Yeah, when I when I started listening to your podcast, and you talked about the green room, then you yeah. talked about the vault. I'm picturing this beautiful metal vault, right? I love metal and wood. And, and that's all by design, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys, tricked us. But um, so when I got here to do the first podcast with you guys, <laughs> it was like a dingy, plastic, rickety. Hey. Vic, he walked into the Shelby podcast system. room. He walked in, walked into Studio Seven Seven, looking around like he might get mugged. <laughs> that was that disappointed. Yeah. I was disappointed. So I went, you know, I went and told Vic. I worked with Vic a couple different ways, but uh, I told Vic about it, and I'll let Vic go on with the rest. Okay, go ahead, Vic. Well, so, um, so Jimmy uh, Poole over here, he uh, has been talking about podcasts to me for uh, probably the past year and stuff. And uh, told me about you guys had a podcast going and that uh, he was going to be on it. And uh, so uh, I was excited about listening to it. You know, he wanted me to listen to it. And uh, when he got done, you know, I asked him about it. He was telling me about this vault that you guys had and uh, all this, that, and the other. (laughs) Or didn't have. And, uh, you know, I love working with wood and metal. And uh, just recently, uh, within the past year or so, I bought a sawmill. That's cool. how much I love wood and you know yeah. working with it, and uh, so. Um, and let me just say, he is very talented. Oh, oh is, man, let me I tell you, we he have seen your praises talented. from from uh, years past. You know, you've done a lot of work at your house, and your master bedroom is beyond belief. Mm-hmm. It is. Didn't you do? Didn't you do like a cabin out back of your house or something? Yeah, I built a log cabin in uh, in my backyard. Prior to me having a sawmill, I yeah, went to I mean, a sawmill wow. and bought the wood. But yeah, yeah. took me about a year to build. But uh, yeah, back to the vault. So about the vault. So um, I asked Jimmy. I was like, uh, "So what's this vault look like they got?" <laughs> and uh, he tells Sorry. me it's a it plastic container <laughs> that they bought from the dollar store or something like that. So uh, the sawmill that I bought that came in some uh, large steel crates and. Uh, I had I keep stuff like that and thinking one day I'll do something with it. You know, if I find something I, that's unusual, um, industrial, you know, I'll hold on to it until I figure out what I'm gonna do with it. Yep. And uh, 
and when he told me about that, I, I, I remembered I had that piece back there, and I thought, dang, that's going to make a nice vault. And about the time with Buck and everything and yeah. uh, going on, and, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to build this vault for the, the podcast and, uh, you know, dedicate it to them uh, for Buck, for uh, um, bourbon and badges and uh, the whole police thing. And uh, you know, I love what you guys are doing, and uh, this is good, and the stories keep going on, you know. And it's, it's oh, yeah, it's and Rachel, tell you, it's not us. It's our gas, man. Yeah. You guys are the one that just keeps this stuff fueled and going. Well, all the guys that you guys had on here are in my era of policing. So a lot of these stories are, um, you know, touch me. It's cool. And uh, so I built this vault, put it together, you know, with wood and metal. Uh, the wood on the vault came from the sawmill that came in the vault. And uh, and it, uh, I think it turned yeah, out pretty cool. good. Now, there'll be pictures on our oh, yeah, our social media if you see this, man. But it looks to me, looking at it reminds me of something. If you watch an old Western, mm-hmm. that's going to be what yeah. the jail is going to look jail, like. Like the old jail. So, yeah. and, and, brother, let me tell you, you, you don't do shabby work. And we knew when I you said you were doing something. It's going to be Paul said you were doing something. We knew. It's gonna be- <laughs> but I could not imagine. Well, Jimmy didn't want me to give it to you guys. He's like, well, I'll give you $500. Yeah. Try to give him $500. Yeah, for just that. tell him you can't do it. Yeah. But it looks great, man. We appreciate yeah, the uh, and and the lock on it. Tell a story about the lock. Oh yeah, we were out uh, in Virginia City hiking, and the uh, you remember the fires that this past summer out west? Yeah, the historic mm-hmm. fires. Uh, what were they called again, Vic? One was uh, the Dixie Fire, and that that's another yeah, that's I another story. That. But yeah, we got out there and we hiked uh, several miles up in the high Sierras, ten thousand feet, and the 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 fires drove us down the mountain. Mm-hmm. And we had to get rescued, so we didn't have nothing to do for a couple of days. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's just a cool story. Not cool you didn't have anything to do for a couple of days, but yeah. cool story. So we, 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 yeah, oh, it was that. Well, that's, we could talk about that later, but that yeah, was, it, it was crazy. Yeah, it's a good um, story. And I got sick. I'll tell you about that. Um, but we went to Virginia City, which is the coolest place. Is it's it an not? old western town. Yeah. And it hadn't changed. Um, it's like on Bonanza. Old mining town. Oh, it's fucking yeah. unbelievable. Like they had Virginia yeah. City on Bonanza, I think. So Vic, found, a, Vic found this lock. The lock to your vault there. I mean, it looks like yeah. something you'd see in Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, in yeah. the jail. Old padlock. It's yeah, an old it's padlock. really cool. It is cool. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Vic, man. You did a hell oh, you're of a job. Yes, yeah. sir, man. And and, and the wood is live edge for yeah. people so, who are so into we, that. So if we invite you back, you can bring something else? Yeah. <laughs> What's you doing next week? <laughs> it might well, take me a little longer than week. What can you do for a table? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we really appreciate that. Do we have yes, a name, uh, a winner of Name That Location? Yes, we do. Let me look at it. Put miles on. And while you're doing that, I'm going to introduce our bourbon. We're drinking yeah. Booker's uh, second batch of 2020, and we and and this is on you guys' honor. We thought we man, we just can't bring this any little shabby bourbon out, so we got the Booker's out, and it is, uh, of course, Booker's is a straight bourbon from uh, Beam uh, Sonteri. The distillery is Jim Beam. It was released January. I'm sorry, July of 2020. It's 126.5 proof. It's going to be a little warm on the palate. Mm. Age, six years, three months, and 10 days. Makes me wonder if, you know, on that ninth day, somebody tasted, nah, not quite ready. <laughs> Tenth day. That's all funny. Right, it's, it's, ready funny now. it's cherry. Let's do it. The mash bill is 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. <laughs> Do you understand all that, Vic? No. <laughs> well, get this. I guess even, gets even better. Uh, you, you want to try to read that? Yeah, I'll read it. Break it down. It tells what what barrels come from what 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 warehouse or rickhouse. <clears throat> uh, it's hard to read with your glasses on, isn't it? It's awfully small. Eleven percent 
eleven percent came from the third floor on story number seven, warehouse five. Twenty three percent came from the fifth floor of ninth story, warehouse six or G. 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 Twenty seven percent came from the sixth floor of ninth story, warehouse H. Twenty nine percent came from the fifth floor, seventh story, warehouse Z. If that makes any sense to you, because it makes an absolute. Well, I, I tell you, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That actually came in the box that the uh, the bottle was in. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. So uh, I tell you, a pair of reading glasses is passed around this table more than a bourbon gets passed around. <laughs> oh yeah, three. Yeah. You get right. fifty, and it happens. I don't have any nosing notes on it. I don't have any tasting notes on it. So let me tell you the winner right quick. Yeah, please that. do. Winner of the uh, name of that location was Nancy Brodus. Nancy, I. Apologize if I am slaughtering your last name, but uh, Nancy Brodus, you knew that the uh, the photo was of Remington Arms Building, which is in Ilion, New York. And you're the first lady. You are, besides Bruce. Other than Bruce, yeah, Bruce Moore. Yep. And, <laughs> to, to, uh, to pick that out, good that day. that uh, that picture was a uh, was donated to us by. Uh, uh, Good job, Clinton. Nancy. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Brodus. Shout out. <laughs> that picture was donated to us by. He actually drove by and took a picture of it, which was uh, Mike Quinn up in the. Uh, oh, York. good deal, Quinny. It was the Renegade Pigs. Yeah. So my, my speech therapist. Your speech therapist. Yep. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, speech therapist. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, yeah. for listening and watching. No, he's from up north, and oh, he'll okay. he will he will text me that the following day after podcast say slow it down, slow slow it down. Really. Oh, that's too cool, man. So uh, we got that uh, Booker's open. Yep. Let's uh, let's do a pour. So this, what we normally do, <clears throat> Vic, since you're new, is we'll do a uh, a pour, and then uh, then we will let Seth for a minute. We'll nose it. <laughs> Everybody's passing everything around. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> like that. Huh? Is that a good pour or what? That's my nice. It sounds like me peeing. <laughs> Vic pees a lot. I'm surprised it doesn't make us want to go pee. We landscape Thank together, you, and it's every. Uh, yeah, while we're waiting on these porta sets, every I mean, hour. Tell, give us, give you a bit of plug. You guys are in uh, Patriot Landscaping. Patriot Landscaping. Patriot Landscaping. So, we're gonna, how long you guys been doing that? About three years. We're going on our fourth year, fourth season. Really? We don't advertise. Y'all quite the cute couple. We are. Yeah, we don't yeah. advertise because uh, we don't want to get too big. No, no. We we'd like to stay like twenty five accounts. Really? So, you, so you're about where you want to be now? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, come spring we could lose a couple, but it seems like where we lose some, we gain some. Right. And yeah. um, you know, it's we our accounts are like every two weeks, so we're not cutting every week because we are dedicated and. You know, we um, we still work at Belmont. So. Yeah, then both of you guys retired. Guest on the APD, right? And once you retired, you both went. You both went to Belmont. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool deal. Yeah, I went a year before him, so I, I think I retired at seventeen, right. and you were eighteen. Right. And what do you guys do there? So Jim started up the uh, vice unit there mm-hmm. um, when uh, Chief Hawkins, Chad Hawkins. Are you guys uh, doing that when you left PD, right? Guest on the APD. Yes, we both. Were. Yeah, he is a supervisor. Me as an agent. Oh gosh. 
Yeah, no. I mean, I'm yeah. just yeah, Vic. You're not. We, we, we well, need to talk later, but worker uh, versus yeah. No, we got many stories. But yeah, <laughs> he used to write me up in Gastonia. <laughs> you know write, how he wrote me up? Had to write him up a few times. You know, because we a real write up. Or are you uh, talking about a mock write up? Well, kind of a real right up. I mean, because, you know, I knew what I was doing and I'd, I'd go do my thing. I was working on a task force. I was always out and about doing my thing. He didn't, I didn't need supervision. He only had a couple of rules like text me when you come to work, text me when you get home. Man, and, I, and I, and I, and I, <laughs> and you screwed him up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and you no. screwed that up. <laughs> no, no, because, <laughs> you know, we worked a four day week, but we worked, you know, like, especially me and Clint the last couple of years, we worked our ass off with the DEA task force. Well, I tell you, you can't put people at that, that level in that you have to supervise. You know, right. they have to be self motivated. Yeah. You know. And you got to trust them because yeah. I'm not, I'm working exactly. in Gastonia one day. I'm in China Grove. I'm in South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. I'm all over the place, and uh, every once in a while, just to kind of fuck with Vic, I wouldn't text him when I'd get in. <laughs> About like midday, hey, are you working? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> man, you're supposed to text me. <laughs> and so, oh, man, I forgot. And, uh, and I'd do it, and I'd, some days I'd do it on the way home, you know, but sometimes, you know, I wouldn't get home till. Two in the morning. He's in bed at nine o'clock. Don't even text or call him. If it's nine o'clock, yeah, he's he is laying down. That's still not a one. You're out, right? That's yeah, still a rule. he's like an old man. But um, unless he has to work, you know. And so I wouldn't bother him. But he'd be like, next day he'd put a posty note on my desk, and it'd say, "Write up R I T E U P exclamation mark." That's how I got written up. Oh, okay. oh, cool deal. Oh, that's funny. All right, man. Let's get the thing of those. It's what you think. And keep in mind, it's 126.5 proof. Holy smokes. Good thing I'm not driving. Yeah, you can pick that heat up on the nose. You can. It's like, it smells like paint thinner. Do you it think, smells, really? Yeah. It smells like sweet, napalm. Kind of sweet smell. Yeah. The average price for this for this pour is around 90 to 110, 115 bucks, depending on where you go. Wow. If, uh, yeah. not, not counting secondary market. I'm not even tasted it. I'm, uh, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I won't get. I'm getting a little leather, a little vanilla. Getting nothing but straight up alcohol. A lot of alcohol smell, but it's got a real sweet mm. smell to it. Yeah, almost a uh, um, butterscotch, maybe. Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can make it up, brother. It's my show. <laughs> hey, there's no wrong. See, pulls are laughing. There's no wrong answer. Everyone's taste buds are different. Everyone. Well, I just I laughed like. <clears throat> I don't get nothing. No, it's almost like you wasn't laughing with me, Paul. Exactly. <laughs> I get nothing but straight up alcohol. On the nose. Yep. Now, the way we rate, rate this is zero is the worst thing in the world. You pour it down the toilet. Ten's the best thing in the world. And seven would be a daily drinker. We do not let price influence that daily drinker. Okay. But after we have a taste, we'll, we'll see what we get off on that. <clears throat> I'm getting a fresh, clean kind of. Smell. It's the alcohol. <laughs> See? I Fabuloso. I should have known. <laughs> oh, man. Fabuloso. Right. Give it a taste. Cool. I just, I just taste like I licked the leather couch that Jim may or may, or may not sit on. Naked. <laughs> I get the lay. I get leather on the <clears throat> leather on on the on the yeah on the like a saddle. You, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? 
couple of weeks ago, we just, they were describing something. Said, just like you've been out on a, a horse all day riding the saddle, and you, and you go off, get off the horse, and lick the saddle. Lick the saddle. <laughs> I get it's got a little leather. heat. I get, I, get, the leather. I get the leather too, and the heat. Does, yeah. yeah, a lot of alcohol. Vanilla, yeah. leather, leather, and heat is what I get. All right, <clears throat> good though. And the longer it sets after the pour, and, and, and after the the tasting, the the warmer it seems to get for me. Yeah. Really, I'm really yeah. feeling it, feeling Feel back in my heat. throat now. Yeah, maybe a little bit of rye in it. Kind of numbs. Thirty percent rye. So you're right, but the rye kind of numbs your tongue a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Mm. It's a lot of heat. So that would be pretty good, I think, if you threw some water on it, water back, a little mm-hmm. water on it, some distilled water, which we have, if you want to try that. Oh, I'm going to try it. Uh, we've got more distilled water underneath. Yeah, we've got a gallon in here if we need it. Yeah. Why do you do distilled? Uh, it pure? doesn't influence the okay. – the water doesn't influence the flavor at all other than the, the dilution. One drop in? I just put the whole thing in. The whole bottle? No, no, no. The oh. whole stopper. <laughs> Now, what that does is it separates the oil from a lot of the other product in the in the pour. Mm-hmm. And it's going to push all the oils to the top. So you get a whole new front end finish on it and a whole new rear end finish on it as far as flavor. Guess what? Butterscotch. Did you get it? You did, it open, did it open it up? Absolutely. Yeah. See, and you laughed at me. I did. I feel bad now. <laughs> so is this something common you should do with all uh, well, it's, it's, you know, bourbons? Well, it's, you know. You know, it's like uh, anything else. You know, you just it's the way you drink it. People mm. say the way you push drink bourbon is the well the way you like it at the time you're drinking it. I put two squirts in. I like it. A little different flavor now. I really can't taste the difference. Hold I can't. On, hold on a second. Stopper. Pass that thing over. Right, pass it on over there. All right, man. So uh, we're adding some little stilled water from the, in a dropper. Right now. now we're, we're getting ready to uh, to rate this. Rate it before you put the water in it. Right. Okay. So if you can just think back of how how it tastes and what you thought about it. And there'll be pictures. Did you get a picture of the bottle for the? I did. I got a picture of the bottle in the box. And Different, I'll huh? Yeah. Get one right now. Yeah, that'll be on, on our social media as well, along with our wonderful vault. And I'll tell you, and it says the vault bourbon and badges on it. So tell us how you got that the the actual letters on there. Because you've done a process. Okay, so... Uh, I had this steel crate sitting out beside my building for the past year, and it developed a little rust here and there. So uh, when I brought it in to redo it, I uh, sanded most and all of the rust off that I could, actually. And then the the two spots where it has the vault and bourbon and badges, I completely sanded that down until it was uh, raw metal. And then I put uh, some stickers on there, uh, you know, with the letters of the vault. Like stencil. And, yeah, stencil, I guess you'd call it. And then uh, spray painted it lightly and uh, pulled the uh, letters off. So did and you, you can see there's still a little rust underneath some of the lettering and stuff. That uh, it, man, it looks it, great. Did you I'm telling you, clear over that. I'm sorry. Did you put any clear over that? I did not. No, okay. I used a flat black paint. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's just. Uh, and again, all this cool. is going to be on our social media for everybody to see. Man, this is unbelievable. It's so yeah, it's a, the whole metal. If you can imagine. It's probably seven feet tall. Yeah, it's about seven feet. Yeah. By almost 20 inches wide. Uh, yeah. It's, and let's see, hold on. Probably six, about 18 inches. Six uh, inches and four. Ten inches deep, 11 inches deep. Right. And it is uh, black, flat black. Metal. And now, the wood shelving, you actually turned that <clears throat> on your own uh, sawmill, right? Uh, yes. And then uh, 
Is term is that, that the right terminology? I, no, I mean no, uh, I, I cut it on sawmill. That's the only terminology. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cut it on sawmill. But uh, I ran the actual boards through a planer and uh, Plain, you know, that's smoothed out the tops, and then I, I, I peeled off the for the live edge. I peeled off the bark, of course, and then oh, I, yeah. I gave it a light sanding. And then uh, actually the finish, uh, I have a lot of trouble with finish. I, it's hard for me to decide what I want to do. But Plug Jim Poole uh, came up with the uh, finish for me. Um, he's done a lot of woodworking stuff he himself. He does, and he does a too. great job too yeah. on stuff. Jim Poole, the and, finisher. Uh, that is, that, I'm more of a finisher. And what I, was I, I'm it? not the carpenter. He is. What was me. it you told me to put on there? Um, tungle. Tungle. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so basically, that's, that's just the natural color. Tungle just, just brings out the richness of the right, wood without the staining color. the wood. Yeah. It makes it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it looks excellent, man. I just, I just cannot get over it. I can't either. Thank you. And yeah, the way, way it's positioned here in the Studio 77, I'm, I've got like a front row view of it. Oh, yeah. Just, I, me too. Yeah. Yeah, and the flag in the background looks cool. Yeah. yeah it, it went together well. Yeah. It looks great. All right, man. Let's rate this let's rate this bourbon so we can also get to some better stuff. All right. So uh, we'll let our guests rate it. Vic, what is your rating? Is 10 the best thing in the world? Zero, uh, you put it in the toilet. Seven will be a daily drinker. You'd come on and drink this if you wanted a pour. I'm probably going to go with a three for taste. I like it. Three. Very honest. Yeah. Yeah. Hound dog's on me because I'm usually a low rater. <clears throat> Jim, what Jim? do you think? 7.5. So it would be a daily drinker for you. Absolutely, because I'm going to tell you, when you first do it, you're like, whoa. But after you get over that initial shock of – All your senses – Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it Like my second and third, and, of course, I put some distilled water in it. Well, you know, some people will tell you to do a big just mouthful swig just to mm-hmm. get that shocking all out of the way. and then. But and if it, I'm sitting back with some friends, like if we were sitting around a little fire, you know, at night, you know, at a fire pit or oh, whatever yeah. – I could I could sip on that. Well, I tell you, at the proof, you certainly could. You know, you wouldn't want to sit there and just you know drink like you're drinking beer, but no. it's a good sipping bourbon. Yeah, just, you can just just I drink yeah. for effect. Yeah, and, you know, of course, this is for <laughs> boom. Effect. Oh, that's right that's one of. But if you're effect. asking me about the taste, you know, yeah, everybody's got their own taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. For right. Me, for me, that's a three. I agree. Hound dog, what do you think? Four point five. Four point five. Don't wow. like it at all. I'm about to go for another one. Y'all always do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never. I, I don't. I don't care for bookers. Not much Jim Beam products, actually. I'm about to go seven. I figured. You wow. Would. Yeah. Well, you know the the Jim Beam is you know it's also. And I think this is a. And somebody may correct me on social media, but I think this is a big brother to Knob Creek. Mm. I'm a big Knob Creek fan. All right, while you calculate that, Hound Dog. I had to go back because I screwed up. <clears throat> I need me to do the bourbon news. Yeah, go ahead. Right, just one thing, bourbon news right now we've got is due to the uh, tornadoes down in Kentucky. The Kentucky Distillers and bourbon fans organized have organized a bottle lift to raise money for Western Kentucky Tornado Relief. Which we got? Do what? What'd you rate it? Seven. Seven, okay. Uh, the whiskey expert. Uh, Fred Minnick, the Kentucky Distillers Association, a group called calling themselves the Bourbon Crusaders, spearheaded a drive to round up once in a lifetime items and donations for private collectors from private collectors. The items will be going auction, uh, be passed by the time we, we goes on air, but as the day on the sixteenth, we're, we're actually podcasting. Uh, the items will be auctioned at Kentucky Bourbon. Uh, 
KentuckyBourbonBenefit.com. It's KY for Kentucky Bourbon Benefit.com, which goes on live at 5 p.m. on December 16th. The auction will run through the 10 p.m. December 21st. In addition to the online auction, a live-streamed auction will of rare and vintage spirits and more will be conducted December 21st, beginning at 7 p.m. All proceeds from the auction go to the state's official Team Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund to assist those impacted by the tornadoes and severe storms hit uh, Western Kentucky on December 11th. Man, that was awful. Was. Those tornadoes. Oh, I thought you were talking about I was trying my best, but it's a lot oh. to read, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Read. Oh, the, the read was good. The tornadoes were, were awful. That was a mouthful, and I'm trying to keep Quinny so, happy and, and say it slowly. That's kind of mean, Rich. I should have yeah, waited, yeah. Should waited hard, a second man. or two. 5.5. That's that uh, 126 yeah. proof kicking in, making the hound dog mean. Yeah, that, mm. I tell you what, I, I had a bottle of this. <clears throat> it took me about two years to get it all drunk. Five point five. So it is not. It's not a daily drink according to our standards. Yeah, I get it. It is not. I'll tell you something else cool. You know, uh, you have, are you either one of you guys, uh, Vic or Jim? Are you any of uh, the uh, Maker's Mark ambassadors? No. Mm-mm. You go on their. You go on their website and become an ambassador. You get your name put on a uh, a barrel. A barrel. Reginald, yeah. we actually we we done it separately, not knowing, but we actually got on the same barrel. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And it ages, what, it matures in 2025, I think? Yep, 2024. And then you go there, and you get a bottle from your barrel. They don't give you the barrel. They don't give you the barrel. They won't <laughs> give you the bottle. you got to buy the bottle, too. Dick wants the barrel. <laughs> but with that said, the um, becoming an ambassador, you get a free gift every year for Christmas. And this year, they, they've done a puzzle. They've done a puzzle for the, uh, for the ambassadors. <laughs> I, every year, there's something different. I got a pair of socks one year. I got uh, a little Christmas ornament one year, and this year is a puzzle of their grounds, I believe it is. Yeah, it looks like that. It almost comes in a, like a beef jerky pouch, almost. See, I thought it was some uh, camping dry food when you first bought it. It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Does. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? For real. Yeah, pretty cool. That is cool. Easy enough to do. They'll send you a certificate and business cards as well Yeah, once you sign on with them. Interesting. If y'all want, if y'all are interested in doing that, we'll send you the link. Or okay. I think you have to email it to them. Is that right? I can't remember. It's can't been remember. so long since we've done it. Yeah. Now you guys are hikers. Mm-hmm. Vic just started. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, well, Hound Dog, we just finally got him up to uh, the camp up in the mountains. Yeah. I'm okay. seven miles from Appalachian Trail. Okay. Oh. Cool. It yeah. Looked, uh, it looked good when we rode by it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hike at all? No. Really? No, no. Come on. I walked from the truck to the camper. We sat on the, we sat on the front porch and uh, oh, do we go in? Did we, did we go in somewhere to eat or we, no, we grill out? You, man, you made a feast. We grilled out. I can't remember mm-hmm. what we did. Grilled what'd out. What you guys have? Like steak. Uh, we had, we had uh, bean soup. Oh yeah, Cajun fifteen bean soup. Oh, it was awesome. Man, it was, it was good. So good. Sounds good. We had. Uh, uh, I really honestly don't remember. Sausages and peppers and onions. Oh, mm. yeah, like you get the uh, county fair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, it was, Dang. man, he, boom. Yeah, it went well. But it's, uh, yeah, if you go up there, it's at Carver's Gap. If you go one way, you hit the balds. It's right. called the balds because there's no trees. Right. As far the stars as you see, at night are beautiful. Oh, yeah, as far as you see, yeah. 360 degrees is nothing but mountains in every direction. I'm going to invite you to a trip, by the way. Don't let me forget that. Yeah, please do. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm very interested in hearing about that. Yeah. I'd like to do that. I want to invite. Vic and I are going to take a trip, so keep on doing what you're doing, and but remind me. Oh, you mean like in talking or getting in shape? I can get in shape. Are you talking? No, about no, no, no. Whatever you were, whatever you were just saying. <laughs> well, keep if on you go the opposite direction, covers gap. You go yeah. to the highest 
uh, cabin on the Appalachia Trail. Wow. Yeah, it used to be a, and I'm repeating myself from podcasts in the past, but it used to be, they made it a ranger station for a fire lookout. Okay. They built a two-story cabin. They built the fire tower, and once they got it built, they realized they're above the cloud line. Right. So they can't, it, it's useless. So they yeah, tore, they no tore the, uh, the, the lookout tore it down, but left the cabin for the for AT turned into. Uh, wow! So you can like too. stay in that cabin. Oh yeah, you can pray and you can stay in it. Okay. And, uh, well, some you know like murder hatchet murders up there. I'm sure there's been some hatchet murders through there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we all been on some camping trips together. Oh, we have. Even well, you I know, have. all four of us. You know, we uh, <clears throat> all four of us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been on one thing. Some trap. Oh, oh not together. Reggie ain't time? been with us, has he? Yeah. No, Reggie went with us that yeah, time. Reggie he you didn't he fell in the river. You were there. I did about drowning. About drowning, and you just sat there and laughed at me. I did. All right, tell the backstory here, Vic, because you know, you're the one invited me along with, with the gang going up to the Nanahala. Right. And we would camp. We would uh, pull our vehicles up and uh Pisgah National out. Forest. Right. And we in narcotics in vice narcotics we were all well me reggie and jim were mm-hmm. all three in vice narcotics and uh, we would do uh trout trips oh it was blast up man. to the natahela river yeah and uh open the season was like what april or may it's april a first of april is open season and uh you came with us steve yeah i, I went on several of them with yeah. you guys and yeah that's how i ended up in king creek because it just the the outing got just so big and so popular there's so many people going right then we ended up splintering, and I ended up going to Cane Creek the following year, the, the, the last year with you guys, and right. been there ever since. Yeah, that was fun. That, we that, had a ball. That trip was fun. Oh, yeah, it was a blast. But you, so know what, you know what about that trip that I realized? <clears throat> What's that? So we all went that one time. I, I'm not sure if Steve was there, but you were there, and uh, Vic and Reggie were there. And we went, you know, opening season, it was yeah. April. We were camping. It was beautiful. You know Roy oh, McIntyre? Yeah. You, yeah, you remember Roy, Roy McIntyre? Oh, yeah. He always, you know, he's from the mountains, but he's from the Bryson City area. He claimed to be a fisherman hunter. Well, Fargo is, too. Wait a minute, time out. Yes. Roy taught me how to trout fish. Well, I'm about to get to that. That was That's the punchline. You just gave him a punchline up. Way to go, Vic. I'm thinking, (laughs) yeah, yeah, whatever, Roy. And we all, he drops us off, you know, at at different spots of the river. He drops me off, and then he he drops Reggie off near me. About 100 yards. About 100 yards. And, and, you know, the river's roaring. You can't really hear. Well, you know, it's actually two rivers in the, you know, in the morning before they open the dam. Right, right. It's really, you know, a mild, almost like a creek type thing. Well, we're there when they open that son of a bitch. And you can see the wall water coming, can you not? <laughs> Dude, listen to this shit. So <laughs> I'm fishing, and uh, and there's two parts to the story. It's one's Reggie and one's Roy, so I'll, I'll get to it brief. It'll be quick. So I don't know. I, something told me to look to my left. I kind of heard a noise, but. Other than the river. Five-year-old little girl screaming. <laughs> I look to my left, and Reggie is is climbing out of the river. <laughs> He's climbing out of the river like. It's like, like April 1st. Yeah. It's 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 cold, but, you know, he, he is screwed up. Like, he is climbing out like he fell into the river, and he's pissed, and he's screaming. <laughs> and I'm laughing my ass off. I think I caught one or two trout, right? And then I don't know if Reggie caught anything but the damn cold. So a cold. Yeah. We get on the, the, the black. <laughs> top road we start walking towards where roy told us at a particular time walk down the road we'll pick you up everybody caught one or two trout roy, yeah. roy comes down the road he's got a stringer of trout. Yeah, he called his limit yeah oh he, yeah so he well he knows the good place of course he probably dumped us on places that we wouldn't catch but one or two 
and you know he went to the place well, where they called a limit. I'll tell you my my part of that story was I was you know like Jim said was there fishing, and Jim was to my right, so I'm standing on a, a rock fishing, you know having a good time, and I think we probably looked at each other at the time too and went, woo. Yeah, yeah, you know, do that sort of thing. <laughs> trout fishing, yeah, Hell trout yeah. fishing, and we uh, outdoorsmen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm standing there fishing. Then I thought, well, I'll, let me move over here to this next rock. So I go over there and I look in the in the water. There was a, uh, I guess, a log or something. I was going to you know put one foot on the other to the other rock, which is probably about ten feet away. Yeah, that 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 piece of wood was oh, gone. <laughs> and as soon as I I had uh, I had hip waders on. That's right. Mm, oh, you've t- I didn't know this. Nan Haley's talking about it. You told yeah. me this story. Yeah. I had, so I had hip waders on. And boy, and like uh, Howard Cosell goes, down goes Frazier. <laughs> so, <laughs> down goes Reggie. So down goes Reggie. And I'm, man, I hit that water. I go start sinking. Those hip waders fill up. And you try to pull a fat ass like me, for one. You're not fat. Up out of the damn water. And add another, what? Forty pounds per leg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. In my hip waders, I'm fighting like hell to get up off of that damn rock. <laughs> Screaming, screaming, fighting like hell. I had my. I didn't lose my, my no? rod and reel. No, I had like a death grip on my rod. And reel. It was a struggle. I could see it from a distance. <laughs> and I was struggling getting up there. And I finally got up on that, on that rock and sat down. And went, mother, I was cussing like crazy. <laughs> and I look at Jim. He just. Freaking horse laughing me. I, I tell said, you, I, I damn near died. You come floating by me, I'd have jumped in. Oh, you. No, I, that was downstream. You wouldn't have ever saw me. Oh, okay, whatever. Roy might have caught me. Yeah, Roy. <laughs> You'd have been dead by then. True. Yeah. I'll tell you, in the fishing, and Nantahala is so uh, productive. It's the only river in North Carolina you can trout fish at night. Really? That's I didn't how know that. Oh, yeah. Look at I you. And yeah, you know, we go up at the Queens Creek Reservoir at the top of the mountain. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And yeah, slaughter them up there up as well. There. Now, I tell you, the, the funniest story, the probably you know, just as fun as the trout fishing is the fellowship in the evening. Oh, yeah. Around absolutely. the campfire. Absolutely. You know, everybody pop up, pop their little two-man, one-man tent up. Yep. Look over, and Vic's got the Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. Oh, he don't play. <laughs> oh, no. And, you, you know, everybody breaks up their bottle, whatever they're drinking, beer or whatever, bourbon, whatever, they open their bottle up and bring it out. And Vic's got a kit. Yeah. He's got this big box of kit. He opens up and he's got martini glasses in it. And he's got oh, no, all it, the trimmings. It was, it was Manhattan. It Manhattan. Was oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I'm close. He brings the cherries that you get oh, from yeah. Jersey. It's like he's sitting at a bar at the yeah. you know, Wild Wings or something. I'm a Manhattan drinker. I'm sorry. And it's just all this total display. Everybody's just looking at him like, wow. <laughs> we need to pour a shower out or something in this tent. <laughs> and that, that same fishing trip, man, where that happened at. That day, he was like in the 70s, nice. We woke good. up the next yeah. morning with woke two inches of snow. Snow on the ground. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, that yeah. I was not on. I, was, I thought you were on that one. No, Steve wasn't on that one. Me being wet like, like I was, <laughs> I was freezing. And finally, I think somebody said, let's just pack up and go, man. I was like, hell yeah, yeah let's get yep. the hell out of here. Well, you know, and w- that one year we went, Jeff Wooten went with us. There were, we had about 15 people that went that one year. You're oh, talking yeah, about. I yeah. remember that one. And I tell you, uh, it's pouring down rain. It is raining sideways. And I'm not, I'm, I told Wooten, we're here in our bunk and he goes, I'm not getting up. He said, come on, man. I, I ain't never been. Let's go. Let's go. So he talks to me. And then, yeah, we're out there seriously fishing and the rain's hitting the side of your face is blowing so hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good times. We used to have a blast. Oh, yeah. I tell you, went that one time my older brother Daryl went with us. Yeah. That's and right. he and I are in the tent together and he's over in his cot and I have this thing called Luggable Lou. 
It's a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat on it. So you put a liner in it, yeah. and he's sitting there sleeping, and he rolls over, and here I'm sitting like a little looking at a little magazine, looking at him. What are you doing? Oh, I had to go. You pooping? Yes. Well, what would you do? That's beautiful. Well, you learn from your mistakes because all I had was clear bags. Oh yeah. For the lucky balloon. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that was funny. I, I don't think he. He's, I don't see my brother seen the humor that I seen in it. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. funny. It's funny. But yeah, man, I almost forgot about that. And we uh mm-hmm. it just got so popular. Everybody was going and Yeah, it was too much. It was I started, who, we started renting cabins. We got to where we were just Who's the guy that used to own the entire country? Yeah, yeah. He's the we started with you guys right. went with him, he went with us. Um who, who brought you brought him, right, Jim? Yeah. Um yeah, I can't remember his name. He ended up selling the entire country though to another guy named Steve. Yeah. And um, he retired. He was big into boats and stuff. Uh, well, he went I with us the time I remember. I remember that time. After the weekend, I told him, I said, brother, you'll never have to worry about getting a ticket and guest on you yeah. ever again. Yeah, he, <laughs> was, just a, he, was, a, he was a nice guy. The he stories he heard. Cool. Oh, yeah. But he sat there looking at being, being a civilian, listening to our police stories, kind of looking at us like, oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, everybody loves Phil Farantello, and I wish mm. he was still with us. Me too. And he don't mind me. He will not mind me sharing the story. But yeah. we're sitting there talking one day. And he says, "Man, you know, we're sitting by the campfire." He says, "The day I retire, and I no doubt, no doubt, he did it. The day I retire, I'm gonna find me the biggest bag of bag of weed, weed, and I'm gonna roll myself up the the biggest." <laughs> <laughs> and then once he got tar country guy's name, um, I, I don't remember his name. But he said his eyes look like big bug eyes. He's just looking around like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> hey, when, when Farintello, man, he was like. My first supervisor, he was so cool. You know, he he's from Jersey, and I'm from like that northeast kind of area, and or I grew up, you know, some of my years up that way. You're from all over, all over, yeah, yeah. You're you're a military brat, military right? brat, yeah. But but you know, he would talk about hitchhiking, you know, up the highways and stuff. And you know, when you start talking to Phil, didn't you all want to clear your voice? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, <clears throat> God. Clear your voice. Yeah, because yeah. it can't kind of get like this. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> if you look at the past, his, like his pictures growing up, man, he was uh, what out right out Woodstock, man. He was. He was cool. Yeah, he he used to tell me stories about hitchhiking and doing stuff. I'm like, I'm with you, man. So yeah, going, great stuff. Going back to the day that we retired, all of us have retired. Yes, right? sir. So that's why we sit around Mike and tell the, stories. That's now. exactly right. <laughs> so the day I retired, so my dad, 15 years ago, before I retired. And talking about booze and liquor and uh, bourbon, he bought me a bottle of uh, Johnny Walker Blue Label. Oh yeah, a whole bottle. What was it about two hundred fifty dollar pour? Yeah, oh, that's two twenty. Yeah, that's So fifteen years before, I I put that in my safe, and it's in a little casket, a little blue box. It looks like a little yeah, casket. It's it lying. does look like a casket, right? And I put that in my safe, and I said, fifteen years prior, I said, the day I retire, I'm going to bust that bottle up and I'm going to drink it. Did you? And, and that's what I did. Oh, good deal. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't day, go bad. No, no. That very day I retired, that's what I did. I had some some friends over and uh, some family. So you had friends over, and we killed that entire. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, I remember having. <laughs> I don't had think my I friends over. <laughs> All right, good deal. All right. What, what I guess I was, <laughs> guess I was busy that day. <laughs> we got a business together. I don't think I got that. Here we go. All right then. So uh, you know, I'd like to hear if you guys had any like uh, that day stories. Uh, the day you retired, if you look retired. at him, look at him podcasting. Man, yeah, I'm, really. I'm just he saying, did. Well, he just turned right into the host, didn't he? He just <laughs> did flip it right to you. I, re- I retired in uh, June 1986. <laughs> Red. <laughs> retired on duty, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. 
I've been with you. You had we had some good stories. June the sixteenth, nineteen eighty six, is when we won't got hired. Yeah, eighty eight for me. You come to come to my shift. I okay. did. I went. Okay. I, I worked in Mecklenburg County for two years, and then I came to your shift, which was. We also went to a Adam Patrol driving school together. We did. That yeah. was. No, that was fun. Oh, I was there. I was there. You were. Yeah. You got a picture of us. Do you remember that picture we all took? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Man, that was remember great. The, remember Still the instructor it. named Peachy? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Peachy yeah. had like a little head. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> regular body is yeah. crazy. But then, boy, those guys, of course, you know, they're instructors. They do it forever. But they they drove those. You know, we're on courses, man. We're. Yeah, paint a picture, Paul. We're in, we, we're in a, we are, almost well, a NASCAR type was, roll case type thing. Yeah, I mean, so in, in one portion, that school was like a whole week long. So, and it was spread out like it's pursuit uh, driving. It's pursuit driving, but it had different stages. Like one stage, you're, 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 you're up to about 60 and then you get onto a wet track and then you have a stoplight in front of you and it'll say left, right or stop. And you got to make that reaction, you know, at yeah. the right time. And if it's it, without, without going into, Without losing traction. And then another one, it was called like threshold braking. So you'd be up to 70, 80 miles an hour, and you would have to brake just before skidding. That's what well, that's what threshold braking is, just before losing traction. And, and these cars had like um, primers. So as soon as you started touching your brake, it would shoot a primer that would put oh, yeah, a yeah. paint strip on the road. And, you know, you know, you want to be able to stop just before you start to skid. That's what threshold breaking is. And then it had other other different serpentine courses. But the main course, the one, the big daddy was, oh. that was like what you just said. They had NASCAR spec'd out cars. Oh, you climb fun. it. You climb in there. They, they'd um, uh, strap you in. You couldn't strap yourself in. They would strap you in to where if you did wreck, if you did flip, if you did hit a tree, you're not moving. You, oh, yeah. You're not yeah. budging, and uh, and you would get up to what 150. Oh, one, you were up one, there, yeah. You were up, and you would chase these highway patrol guys in a pursuit course, which is wide open, and they would just basically laugh at you. It, oh, yeah. This is, you, you're 130, and they're 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 just like waving at you. Oh, yeah. Like, that dead speed up and almost losing it. Slow down mm-hmm. so you yeah. catch up. It, it is insane. I wasn't in y'all's got, class, but there, a girl flipped a car in the one I was. Oh, in. really? Oh, really? Yeah. How'd yeah, she well. do? She, but she, oh, she was fine. She was yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, you it, couldn't it move. Do it. Yeah. Damn, that's that crazy. Cool. That's fun. It was fun. Yeah. Got, that was cool. During that pursuit drive with the instructor, I got told to back off. Really? Yeah, the instructor is riding oh, with me. Oh, you a damn NASCAR man. Oh, listen to Dale on I'm her just, junior. I'm just telling you, man. It happened. Well, it happened. I hate to bring up that one podcast we did, but I did beat you on that one track in Georgia. We were drunk. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Still won. Even more so. Yeah. <laughs> just think what he did if he was sober. No doubt. Quick reflexes. Yep, and the thing fun. about it is, and I, and I always tell the story stories I'm telling people that's not police, and, and I go, you know what? And we got paid to do it. Yep, got paid mm. to do it. That's right. <laughs> okay. so I, want, I want to hear the uh, little bit earlier y'all talked about your trip out west. I want, let's, let's hear about that. You want me to tell wow. it, Victor? Yeah, you go, man. You're the storyteller. No, I'm not really a storyteller, you but I'll, I will You're tell You're better than I am. So when I retired, Jimmy and I, you know, on the one podcast, I, I think I might have mentioned that Jimmy Arndt and I did a, like, 150-mile stretch in the high Sierras. And that's, like, a intense, high altitude, 10,000 feet. You know, we were doing 14 miles a day, and that took a good eight or nine hours to get to that 14. And it was – and I was telling Vic, I'm like, you got to see this. This country is just unbelievable. We started in, like, um, Nevada, ended up in California. Um and it's part of the PCT Pacific Crest Trail, but it's the the altitude is, is up there. So in July, 
Jimmy and I aren't, this is back in 17, we encountered like crazy snow to where we had to, you know, maneuver around avalanche areas in July. Wow. Imagine that. Wow. And so, um, so we did, I think we did 150 out of the 167. And um, in, in insane shape. You get in, the, the, the shape that you get into is just incredible. When you're doing 14 and a half miles, you know, at 10,000 feet and you're climbing, I told Vic, the climbs are brutal. It hurts sometimes. But then you get to a point and you're looking at this scenery and you're like, wow, it was worth it, right? Mm-hmm. So I talked him into it because first he's like, I'm not going to do that because I can't carry again. I said, dude, we're measuring grams, not ounces, not pounds, but grams. You, you're not going to take a you're gun. You're not wanting to carry one. You can't. And you can't, you know, a gun, you can't take a gun because of the bears. Uh, whatever you take is not going to, it's, it's, it's not going to do anything on a bear anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, when I moved to Alaska back in the 70s, we had to take a class on bears. I know I'm not flipping, but no, no, no. I, I remember you, you, you showed pictures, and it was nothing but you and like the sky. You could have been standing in your backyard. You, <laughs> yeah, you know, in Alaska. Look here, it's whatever. Like you, it was just you in the sky. So you said this bear in the background is really a neighbor's dog. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> swear to God, I was there, man. <laughs> God, I, when you said Tell that, us. that brought back Tell that time please. you started showing those pictures. Like, yeah, it's just you in the sky. Like <laughs> they described, they described you could shoot a bear fatally, and it could run. It could sprint like two hundred yards, bust through a barn, and take out like a half a dozen wild um, livestock. It would have made me feel better, though. (laughs) No, he ain't going to shoot the bear. He's going to shoot you. Whatever. (laughs) So so I finally talked him into it. It took me a year to talk him into doing this trip. And I said, we don't have to do the whole, uh, the trail, the Tahoe Rim Trail. I said, we'll just do this beautiful section called the um, Desolation Wilderness. Got him talked into it. You know, it takes a while to get, you know. To the logistics and what worked out, you know, I had to, you know, we had to get fire permits. We had to get uh, permits to be on the trail, um, plane tickets, uh, get a guy who drops off food for us or what, whatever. And we we're going to do about 50 miles, by the way, 50, 60 miles, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what it was? No, we were supposed to do 70. 70. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. 70, 70 miles. So, you know, weeks, weeks, a month before we're going to take this trip, I'm thinking, well, I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the news and they have these historic fires out west. Do you remember them last summer? Oh yeah. yeah, Dixie Fire and a couple other ones. I forgot what they were called, but it was in that area in the Sierras, where kind of where we were going. But the Tahoe area was was relatively safe. So you know, I call out there and I'm asking people, you know, what should we do? Blah blah blah. And they're like, Yeah, go for it. You you should be good. You know, you're gonna see some haze, and you always, if you're out west, if you're hiking in the summer. Because there's only like a window of about three months you can hike in the high Sierras because of the snow. Mm. So our window was short, and and I talked him into it. And so Vic, uh, this is a long story. I'm sorry, but oh, go ahead, yeah, this, this, this. Vic has to. You know, it, it's a good, it's a good over thousand dollars to get your gear to do a hike like this. And he hadn't done a hike like this, and so I helped him and like tents, uh, hammocks, or yes, whatever. and it's all high speed stuff. Like your sleeping bag is a twenty five. It's uh, all about the weight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the weight. So your sleeping bag at a twenty five degrees, if it's a pound, you know you're going to pay close to three hundred bucks for it. So he got a good sleeping bag. It, it, but if you're going to do a trip like that, it, it's all about. Oh, you have to have. Yeah, have but have once you got it, you got it. Yeah, it, and that's what I told him. 
And he's very tight with money, by the way. Oh, man. He is so is, freaking oh, I've tight. Got, I've got a story and about that. And if his wife will listen man. to this, and she will call in, and she will say, yeah, he's a tight ass. So, <laughs> so what was that you delivered that the volume, man? It was a high-speed, big oh, old giant truck. There now. <laughs> Me and Jim, we make pretty much the same money. No, big Jaeger money is not like pool money. I, I, you know what I do with mine. <laughs> so... Uh, so, I, you know, it takes it literally takes me a year because he's a stubborn fucker, right? And uh, and it takes me a year to to get him to. You can't carry a gun, but the scenery and the pain. It's like that, telling a cop not to breathe. Yes, seriously, it, it, it is. It, it was it, it was a tough. tough hurdle for me to get over. <laughs> oh man, Hound <laughs> Dog is holding up a sign here. So. Uh, so I talk him into it. That was the that was my first hurdle, and I really wanted him to go because I knew what I experienced out there, and I knew he would enjoy it. Yeah, you love it so much, you want to share with a good buddy. I did, and 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 I'm talking Jimmy, and Jimmy's a workaholic, so I'm having talking him, him to going back out there again too. So I I got Jimmy to commit. Well, I knew all I had to do was say Vic's going, and Jimmy would be like, "They can't go without me." So I got Jimmy <laughs> Art to go, uh, and um, and it kind of so anyway. So so he goes through his process of buying gear, and he does. He buys the best gear, just like I told him he needed mm-hmm. to, right? Yep. With the exception of the stove. He's going to share my stove, which is a high-speed jet bull. Right. And uh, so he does. He buys a nice backpack, you know. And, and trained it, with it for months. And he trained with it for several yeah, good months. Deal, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. And uh, This he, is part of the story, trust me. He buys a nice tent. <clears throat> he buys a nice uh, sleeping bag. He 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 does what he's supposed to do. He he does it correctly, right? And we train together a little bit, and he trains on his own. You know, he's on the treadmill with his backpack, you know, and he's you know we got a measuring thing, and he's measuring his backpack. We're well, trying to Vic taking thing all serious. Yeah, I mean yeah. you have to, yeah, and, you and, have to out there, man. You, you do. I'm it, all in, brother. When I'm all in, you all, all in. in. I'm yeah, all in. he he's calling me, and he's starting to to say these things. And I'm like, okay, I hear you, bud. You, you're you're in the right direction. I said, but you're overthinking this because trust me, I've done it and this is this is the way to do it. And I told him how to pack his food. I told him how how we're gonna cook the food. Um blah blah blah. So with all that said, we're we're about ready to go. We got our plane tickets. I've hired somebody to uh pick us up. Drop us off at a trailhead. Now, is that a local thing they do out there? There's some, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of guys or companies. This this guy that that I hired, um, Jimmy Art and I hired him four years ago, and he's kind of an executive that was tired of the executive executive world, and he moved from Atlanta out there, and he runs like uh, he takes people up to these mountain bike famous trails, and he takes these hikers out. That's too cool. Yeah, he's 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 a cool dude. Living um, the dream. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's an older guy, but um, so we get out there. So cool. we get on. We get oh. on. What? Can I stop you for a second? Oh, you can interrupt anytime. Okay, so I bought all my gear. Okay, we're gonna go into that part of it real mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. because the nature of me, for some reason, I don't <coughs> know what it is, but I get fucked everywhere I go. Oh, <laughs> can, I, can I, I get <laughs> fucked at the drive-through? Hey, hey, do you remember? Hey, wait, wait, wait. No. Time out. Time out. So you're that guy. You're that guy. that guy that gets fucked at the drive-thru. We call it Jaegered. I do. I get Jaegered. It, it doesn't matter what I do, I get fucking Jaegered. That, that is a good so, interruption right there, so by let's, the way. So let's go into that because I spent a lot of money on my gear. I mean, I did. I spent over $1,000. $1,000, yeah. Yeah. But he, 
he does. So, you know, Vic was my supervisor, but I didn't work with him a lot. You know, he supervised. He handed me money, you know. He'd write me up with the posting notes. But we didn't spend a, a shitload of time together. We did SWAT together. He was on the team for, what, at least seven, eight years, I think. Seven years. You know, so we we, we definitely been together, but, but not like we are now, like working every day and then running a business together. So I really got to know him. And uh, and I noticed he does get fucked everywhere he goes. <laughs> and, and, and 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 I swear to you, I'm telling you right now, if he goes through a drive through, you know, like Joe Pesci, oh, and uh, yeah, you get fucked when you go through the drive. Yeah, fuck you in the drive through. They always tell him fuck you in the drive through. He does. And we started working together the first season. I go to McDonald's, I get my food, and I sit down. He disappeared. Ten minutes later, I go around, I look. He had this mad face on. He's like, God damn it, they. Fuck me in the drive-thru again. But he's not in the drive-thru. He's actually in, the, like, the restaurant. Long story short, he does everything. He, and I don't know why, because he's such a good dude. He's a good oh, yeah, that's He's oh, a man. good husband. He's a karma, good father. Karma owes you, man. That's what it does. Yeah, so so with, with that said, that is an important fact to tell you before what I tell you is about to happen to us. Because I told the, him, I said... When we fly over there, Jim, I'm going to get fucked somehow. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and I'm like, Vic, you're tripping. Chill. You know, relax. So uh, so we do. We relax. We get on a flight. We fly into Reno, Nevada. And we have it planned out to where we fly into Reno. And the only thing that we couldn't ship or mail or, or carry is, is gas, obviously. And so we're going to go to uh, propane. Propane, I'm sorry. Yeah, for the stove. And uh, so we're going to go to um, REI. REI, which is 1.2 miles from the airport. Already had it. So we did these apps. You know, we did Uber apps. We did, I mean, the logistics of getting everything in, and we're ready to roll. And we, we flew fly, Delta. And we, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Delta. So we fly into, fly into Reno. I, uh, we go down to get our baggage, and I tell Jimmy and Vic, I said, I'm going to go around and check because we got to catch a bus up to the mountain where we're going to start at, okay, which is in Tahoe, which is in the Tahoe area, which we're going to get a motel there. So I go, I get off the plane. I'm like, all right, Vic and Jim, I'm, I'm going to check out our bus ticket, you know. I go check out our bus ticket, and I come walking back, and I look at Vic. Kind of like looking at you coming out of that river. He was pissed <laughs> off, man. He was madder than hell. I'm like, what's going on? And uh, I see Jimmy's got a backpack. I see my backpack. Oh. And I look at Vic's backpack. And I, I, I'm going to try to do this justice, but if you took a backpack, so in that backpack is a tent, a sleeping bag, all kind of gear, a bear canister. you got to have a bear canister out there or you'll get mauled by bears, right? So explain what a bear canister is. It is a plastic vault, basically. It's a bear vault. It's actually called a bear vault. They have different sizes. He had bought a bear vault. It's thick plastic, at least a quarter inch, and it screws on so tight that it doesn't like permeate like the the scent. The and, you put yeah. it 100 yards away from your campsite Absolutely. every night. Hang in a tree. Oh, okay. You don't have to hang a tree. Yeah, yeah, you sit on the ground, and, on the ground. and a bear won't be they able can, to get They can it. knock it around a little bit. Now, you don't want to put it at the edge of a cliff because they'll, they'll knock it, you know. Oh, that's what you're saying, yeah. So I come around the corner. <laughs> Jimmy Arndt's got his pack. And I think I see my pack, and I see Vic, and he is pissed. <laughs> and and I, I walk over there, and I'm like, what the hell? And his pack is like 
you have put it under an eighteen wheeler going hundred miles an hour <laughs> oh, and drug it down the fucking highway. It was shredded. It was it was shredded. It, it was really shredded was. and everything in it was shredded. Oh my! Yeah. What we, do you think happened? Oh, we know it, what happened. No, we got stuck under the you know the cart that they take from the plane to where they yeah. bring your baggage to the yes, yeah, like wagon train looking thing. It got stuck under the cart and was drug from the plane all the way to the oh location where they drop your luggage. Good off. grief! Oh my! Now, can you file some type of agreements for that? Or oh well, yeah. Gosh, so are you kidding me? So if you can imagine his his backpack <laughs> lost a thousand dollars. Listen, down right, he's I, going was, to. I was going the hell off. I had to take I. I Talked him off the cliff, basically. Off the edge. So, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I'm like, and I was bummed, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, he put a lot done. of effort into this. So, you down buddies uh, out there and, got and, and it's go time. And, you know, just time. Yeah. We got a two hour window so, so to listen, go get our gas and, and get on the bus. Immediately, I called REI, which was a mile and a half away from where we were in Reno. And of course, this pack that I bought was something I trained with for months. And they fitted oh, it yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, so, with the situation we're in now where everybody is where you can't find stuff, you know, you go to any store and you can't find different things. REI was the same thing. People are doing a lot of outdoor things because of COVID. Oh yeah. They have bought everything up. It's gone. Oh man. And then the supply and demand stuff, it wasn't there. So I called them. I said, Hey, do you have this pack? Do you have this tent? They're like, no, we don't have it. We're out. We're out. We're out. So I said, I'm, I'm on my way, man. I've got to, Figure out some stuff I need to get. So, we, uh, again, Vic is tore up. I'm, I'm talking to yeah, him. Yeah, rightfully so. I'm trying to calm him down. He's 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 filing a complaint with the lady, you know, at the desk, you know, um, at, at the Delta desk. And, uh, and, you know, Jimmy's wandering around like a damn bear. Leave something to eat, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm just kidding with you, Jimmy, if you ever listen to this. But, um. Uh, he don't listen. <laughs> he don't. He works all the time. So, uh, but it's not. It's not just his pack. So it it burned a hole through his pack. His pack is destroyed. The in, interior of the pack, his bear canister, quarter inch thick of uh, plastic in that canister. It it went through all of that to where you know you could get air to where so oh, it's, it's no longer doing what the job is supposed oh, it to do. Drug it to where everything was just so his tent. Oh, his tent has got a lot of holes in it. There's a there's there's yeah. things in there. The sleeping bag wasn't damaged. The sleeping bag wasn't damaged because I had it on the plane with me. Okay. Yeah, okay. I carried That's it right. With me. That's right. And so, uh, so long story short, man, we go to REI. <laughs> we, I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. No, it's funny now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay yeah, to laugh. It's, it's something to laugh. So, I'm feeling bad for you, brother. So we, we Uber to REI. <laughs> they were laughing at me then. <laughs> no, no, I didn't laugh. So we go to R- this. This is the beginning of the Jaeger. This is just the first step. I mean, I don't know how long this podcast lasts, but it gets worse. So we go to we go to REI and a really cool dude. I don't even know his name. I shout it out to him. But um, man, we we start undoing stuff and setting. We we actually got his tent out in REI and we're setting it up and taping it. I bought the patch kits and I taped up every tape, hole that yeah. I could find. Me, him, tape. and that guy are oh. taping holes. And I found me a new pack. And found I, a new pack. I got a pack that okay. Let me try this one. So I went with it. It was different. It wasn't what I wanted, but uh, new bear canister, right? So nine hundred dollars later, mm. on top of the thousand you already spent. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And, and of course the the airline didn't reimburse me right then. I had to go ahead and front all that. File a claim, basically. Right, I filed a yeah. claim. Okay, they paid me over nine hundred dollars worth of what I lost, but it really wasn't what I lost. Right. You know? Yeah. So from there we went on our trip. So there, yeah, 
we, we get there an hour later. We get back to the airport. We catch our bus on time, and uh, we get to the motel. We eat. Now we're chilling a little bit. And, you know, it, we're starting to calm down from all the, the crap. You know, we're at uh, some kind of casino hotel, whatever. And um, uh, what was it? Um, where do we stay at? Do you remember? I don't have a clue. Like um, some casino. Yeah, whatever. So uh, <laughs> the next morning, we're catching our, our shuttle to the base of the mountain, right? And the guy picks us up. He says, guys, you got an escape plan? <laughs> and we're like because uh, you know i've been calling out there we were well aware of the fires you know, and, and but but not being from there and how close is it you know um he's like, like yeah i'm evacuating people oh yeah he said i've had to evacuate some people so, really from the fires we're all getting ready to step out onto the trail we were this guy's telling you our guide was picking us up to at take the hotel. us to our our trail yeah and he's telling yeah. you that he's evacuating people right. he's telling us he's evacuating people and first of all I know Vic, and I know that he's a careful dude. He's not scared, but he's careful. Oh, yeah, crosses his teeth, dots his eyes. He's very cautious. I'll take more risks than he will. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be tripping. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, that's all I'm thinking. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well. But he, but then he said, but I had some some guys that I've dropped, they're fine. They're doing good. Everybody's good, you know. And I'm like, that's going to be us, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we're like, let's go for it. So we throw our yeah. packs in there. He said, you know, um, because here's the thing, you know, if you've ever watched that movie Hot Shots, it's a, probably the best description of a of, of a wildfire. You you can't beat it. You can't outrun it. it if it's on you, it's bad. It's, yeah. it's going to engulf you so mm-hmm. quick. Hey, it, what it, else could go fucking wrong? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, so we get out there. We start on our trail. We're doing fine. We were into it three or four days, right? It's some brutal climbs like I told him it would be, but it's some beautiful scenery. And uh, and if I mess this up at all, Vic, just step in. But uh, we we come to this 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 place where there's a store that's open like two months out of the year because it's covered with snow the other tw- ten months, and, and we get some like decent food. Like when I say decent food, it's like going to a convenience store and getting those sandwiches. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And so we get some of that, you know. And uh, then we hop on a um, we hop on this boat that takes us across this this glacier lake. And uh, they drop you, and then then we're tripping on through the uh, high Sierras, right? Just a real brief uh, kind of a stop of you see some human beings for a change, and you get some yeah. food, and and so we we hike, and then we get to that campground that night. And my stomach starts feeling bad, like yeah, my stomach doesn't feel good. It like felt bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even eat that sandwich. Would we just store food, buddy? That that typically would have been. That was our second night. Was that our second night? That was our second night. Okay, so I'm hurting, man. I don't know what's going on, but but anyway, long story short, just to fast forward for about what three days, mm-hmm. fourteen miles, ten, twelve mile hikes, ten thousand feet. Imagine you have. We went about forty miles. You imagine you have a bad, like a stomach virus. You know how bad you are. You, you're in bed. You you can't move. You oh, feel yeah. miserable. I'm hiking with that right there. Uh, yeah, it, I feel for you, brother. It it was the hardest thing I've, I think I've ever it done. It was tough. I, had, you, you I can, gotta believe it was tough, man. Because uh, I stuck with him the whole time, and uh, yeah, I could see it in his eyes. I, that wasn't Jim Pool that I know. I mean, it was. It had to be tough for him. Yeah, it was, I would lay down on the the damn ground sometimes. You know, we take a rest, and I'll be like. 
be dry heaving and shit. Oh, that's terrible, man. It's Good awful. gosh. You have any happy stories? No, it was, it was, you know, looking back on it, I'm glad it happened to me. Uh, it it's something some, like from hell. It, it, it's something that I, that I got through somehow. And I'm telling you, I don't know how I got through it. It, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So, um, we get to, we, we, we start thinking, hmm, well, and, and we, we think that what I got was, we call it an amoeba from the water we drank. You know, yeah. we're drinking out of the streams, but we're filtering the water. Yeah. And, um, it's still, it's, what type of filtration do you use? I use a, um, it's, it's a, um, Whatever the city uses. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gravity. It's a gravity thing. I'll tell you, Sawyer's. I like, I like the Sawyer's. It's a Sawyer's. It's a gravity. Is um, it? Yeah. And it, yeah, it, and I, I can do four liters at a time. It's it's, yeah. it's good. But long story short, I'll try to wrap this up. But uh, so day we, five. Day five, we're like, you know, if Jim don't get any better, we got to get off the mountain. I mean, I'm hiking in pain. Oh yeah, we woke up day five. Actually, Jim was feeling a little better. Yes. Well, wait, wait. We 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 do. That's right. Because we hike, yeah. we hike a half a day instead of a whole day, mm-hmm. and we go to this picturesque, beautiful, beautiful lake, and it's gorgeous. And uh, so I say, you know, I'll, we'll hike a half a day. I'll chill. I'll try to eat something, which I ate ramen noodles and some some potatoes, instant potatoes. And uh, I started feeling better. And we got in the water because we're at this lake, and, and I'm thinking, all right, it's not bad. And um, chilled out. And the next morning, we wake up, and I'll let Vic tell that part. No, I'm, the next morning, we woke up, and everything was beautiful. And it was a good day. Jim was feeling good. We were ready to hike to our next spot. Uh, we, were, we were trying to get to uh, Tahoe City. Um, that was going to be where we uh, got off the trailer. And uh, – so we started seeing this dark smoke and uh, coming over the mountains, and uh, there was ash falling on us. Oh, really? And snowing, the, the smell snowing of, on us. The smell of smoke was just unbelievable, and it really scared us bad. I mean, we were we were actually terrified at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, there were some other hikers out there, and we were we were talking to them. We were like, you know, what are you guys going to do? What's the thing? And uh, they're like, I don't know. We're kind of worried. So uh, we had no signal, no phone signal. So we thought. We we hadn't uh had a map put on my phone. Um it was the Tahoe Rim Trail map. And uh I was able to get on there and see, okay, we had a location where we could actually get off the mountain if we needed to. It was like a five or six mile hike into uh what's the name of that location? Emerald Bay. Emerald Bay. So we said, uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and do that because it was really scaring us because we saw uh, the smoke was so dark and the glow off of the smoke was like there was fire right behind it. Wow. Oh, man. And we had no signal. So what we wanted to do is get to the location where we had signal. So we climbed up to uh, the top of the mountain uh, going over toward Emma Bay, and I was able to get signal. We called the uh, National Forest, and they said, like, yeah, y'all, we need to get out of there. Um, this is a new fire that sparked, and uh, we're getting ready to close the parks. They closed. And, uh, they, they actually, actually uh, evacuated told, the Forest Service. They evacuated, evacuated all the Forest Service because it was so bad. Man. And uh, we were like, can we get out this way? And they're like, yeah, go this way, and you'll be okay. So we went down to Emerald Bay, and uh, we called uh, – Called my wife actually and told her to find us a motel <laughs> in Tahoe City. So we went down to uh, a location and we had an Uber pick us up and take us to Tahoe City. And uh, that was the end of our our hike. You know, we yeah. went forty of seventy wow. miles. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, Paul, you you mentioned that you don't talk to me about a hike coming up. 
Is is Vic gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that. Uh, Do you want Vic to go? <laughs> could get Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never like been Jaeger before, so I don't uh, think Vic's going. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here looking at this vault that Vic brought. I, I hope it don't well, fall off. Hey, here, here's the thing about the high Sierras. Somebody <laughs> that to the wall. When, when somebody find out what had happened to us, and and, and, and uh, you know, like I said, when Jimmy and I went out there together, it was a snow situation, and course me getting sick was just whatever but when we went out there let's say i didn't get sick it was a fire situation so whether i got sick or not we'd have still been at emerald bay and uh we maybe getting sick actually might have saved saved our life we'd have well you know you're exactly right yeah you, you so never know why so things we don't know to do. that's right we would have been past that so did you give your bug on your own or just take some something for it we we f- we really thought that I I probably had something in the. It took me a while to get over it. It did did it it uh it was it was it's all rough. about time. Yeah, Jardia. That's what you get from the water. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but um, it was rough, man. I, I can I'm so so uh so we we hung out and rented a car and did Virginia City and 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 some other things and 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 we made it home and it was an adventure. But what we're gonna do here recently, uh, or in the near future is in January. We're thinking about doing the uh, Max Patch, uh, Tennessee, right there at the border, um, to Hot Springs. Oh, I know talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So we'd invite you to go if you want yeah. to go. Yeah. No, you count me in. I'm, I'd look look forward to doing that. It's like twenty twenty miles, twenty six. Oh yeah, season enough. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, we can probably stage at my point. No, not in gen- not in the first of the year though. We can't it's campground up until April. Well, maybe we might be able to. It's what we talked about earlier. Oh, that's true. You going with us, Reg? No. Hell no, <laughs> Come on, man. I'll be the guy that dropped y'all off. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay at the hotel. We'll on that. Hey, there's our shuttle right there. Okay. Big Yeager. That's $20 a piece we'll save. Thanks for being here, brother. Yes, sir. Jim Thank Poole, it's great to have you back. Yeah, Sorry about that long story. No, 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 man, it was no, great. No, it was That's exactly what this is all yeah. about, man. We love the stories, and our listeners love the stories. Yeah, they do. The feedback we get, they want more stories. Yep. Awesome. We appreciate you guys being here. The vault, man, looks excellent. You'll see that on our uh Facebook page. It does. Dog, any shout like outs? Yeah, Renegade Pig shout out goes to South Puget Sound in Washington State. All right, guys, here is your opportunity. You have any shout outs you want to? Anything? Anybody? Yeah, I do. I do. Go ahead. I do it. Mine's probably quicker. You got a lot of great Go kids. ahead. So I've got a daughter named Tara and um, a son in law named Chris, and they've got a beautiful two and a half year old or born in October, November, December. Not quite two and a half. Uh, my first grandbaby. Oh, good deal, oh, man. May. She is beautiful. Um, my grandmother's name was May. Really? Yeah, my grandmother's awesome. name was May. Really? Yeah. You know, That's how cool. fast did all Tell this happen? You know what? All of us, man, you go back, look at the old pictures. We all look like we're kids. Yeah. And here we are 30, 40 years later sitting around Mike. So do you ever imagine that happening? Boom. So, yeah. So, May is uh, a little over two years old. She was born in October. Um and she is sweet, sweet, sweet. And um, her middle name is James for me and my father. Oh, cool. And then, of course, a shout-out to my uh, my son, Cole, who's in the 7th group, uh, Green Beret. Yes, Special sir. Uh, Cole, appreciate you taking care of us, brother. Yeah, thank you, Cole. What's and up, he, Cole? He's out of uh, Destin, Florida. Um, no, I mean, the government, you know, they give him money to... Uh, for housing and all this he lives right across from the beach in Destin, Florida oh good for him but yeah, yeah so he's 25 well, years old living a dream I, I, you I bet that sucks yeah <laughs> I'm like, screw you buddy yeah <laughs> how about but, you Vic uh, alright couple quick shout outs okay of course my family too man I've got grandbabies uh, Roman Lucas Brody my three grandbabies 
Um, and uh, my shout out to my son who's who's following my footsteps. Uh, Guest on police officer Jesse. Yes, Tony PD officer. Uh, he's on yeah, SWAT. Man, he's he's cool. on street crimes. Oh, uh, awesome man. man. Um, also, my daughter Lindsay, who is uh, pregnant, and oh, cool. a l- little girl coming. So we're looking forward to that. Congratulations on that. I tell you, speaking for how long, both we'd love to have you and your son on here one day, oh, man. You talk man. about your stuff and hearing him, you know, because you always, yeah, you know, I always tell the story is, and you know, one of these old guys back in the building about a year, he says, uh, "Hey, rookie, how long you got?" I got like twenty nine years. <laughs> I'd kill myself. I'd kill myself. I'm thinking, thinking, dude, I'd do this for free. No shit. You fast forward 30 years, and now you know exactly what he meant. You're the guy saying, hey, how much time do you Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and shoot you, you, get you out of your miseries. He'd probably be glad to come on. Um, One other person. uh, I want to give a shout-out to Chad Hawkins, man. Uh, Chad Hawkins. He's our police chief in Belmont, uh, Jim and I. And uh, uh, Chad's a good friend of mine. And uh, he's running for sheriff of Gaston County. And uh, this fellow, I've worked with him for years. Me and him were sergeants together for many years. Yeah, he used and, to work uh, at Gastonia PD. He did. He he wished to work for Gastonia. He went to Cherville. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, he has turned around two agencies. And uh, it's just unbelievable what he's done with these two agencies. Uh, Cherville had a lot of problems when he went there. Um, he, he really made them a, a great agency. And he came to Belmont. They were having problems. And uh, he got Belmont accredited. And uh, he's just moving in the right direction with Belmont oh, Police Department. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, well, happy uh, happy stories. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate And you it. hadn't yeggered him yet? I'm sorry? <laughs> you hadn't yeggered him yet? <laughs> I hadn't yeggered him yet, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all being here, man. Be sure to listen to us on any of your listening platforms. We're out there on everything and anything out there. If you can't find us, Google Permanent Badges, the podcast will come up our own website. Uh, be sure to, uh, if you want to support the show, we have a donate button. Donation button on every episode you can hit that and donate to the to the cause if you like so we can keep uh, this fine entertainment going <laughs> is that you what get, it's called yes sir <laughs> <laughs> entertain the three listeners we got <laughs> you can email us at bourbonandbadges yahoo.com we will get back to you and answer any questions you got guys appreciate you being here thank you for having us thank you remember Enjoyed it. let's drink about it and drink responsibly shout out to the bum wipes yeah. Yeah, dude wipes, bum wipes, you know? Butt wipes? Yeah, bum wipes. I think you need a sponsor, dude wipes. We do need sponsorship. All you first responders out there, please be careful. Butt wipes, what the hell? I don't know. <laughs>